0: Today's episode is generously supported by Yumiko. Yumiko has just launched their newest leotard style, the Masha. The Masha mesh leotard features a deep mock wrap back and a feminine V front neckline. It is now available in any color and with any sleeve length online or in the New York store. Want one now? The Yumiko New York shop has over a dozen options available to purchase today. So don't delay. Get into classes and rehearsals in your new Masha leotard. This episode is brought to you by the Town of Vale, an important partner of the 2018 Vale Dance Festival. I'm Rebecca King Ferraro.
1: And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance.
0: This week on Conversations on Dance, we are joined by New York City ballet dancer Miriam Miller from last summer's Vale Dance Festival. Miriam was born in Iowa City, Iowa, and began her dance training in 2001. She attended summer courses at the School of American Ballet in 2011 and 2012, enrolling as a full-time student during the 2012 winter term. Ms. Miller became an apprentice with New York City Ballet in January 2015. While still an apprentice, Miller performed the role of Titania in George Balanchine's A Midsummer Night's Dream, as well as a featured role in Balanchine's Harlequinade and Peter Martin's Swan Lake. She joined the company as a member of the Court of Ballet in January 2016. We talked with Miriam about her beginnings in ballet, how her first show up to Tanya came about, her hopes for her career and going to college while dancing full time.
1: So Miriam, thank you for joining us today. Uh, you are one of several lucky dancers that will be rehearsing until midnight tonight mm-hmm. at the Ballet Dance Festival. <laughs> <Can't> so <wait. laughs> uh, we appreciate that you still took time to come and talk to us. So wow, thanks.
0: Thank you. We were talking Happy about that last night, the midnight rehearsal. And I thought you guys were kidding. Like, being dramatic like it's until midnight i was like come on guys i checked her schedule
2: like five times and was like uh is this real is this still happening is this still happening <laughs>
1: that, that's gonna go away right yeah. no. <laughs> keep <laughs> refreshing it <laughs> so let's just start um with a little bit about your initial interest in dance when did you um first kind of fall in love with ballet
2: so uh, I began dancing when I was three years old. Um, very young. My mom just put me in ballet class, like every little girl. Um, and I did tap and jazz and pretty much every type of dance. Um and I did it at the University of Iowa, um, because I grew up in Iowa City and
1: been to Iowa City? Or, uh, sorry, Have you? But,
2: when did well, you go? Miami City for... Ballet went on tour oh, there. Really? I guess that, oh.
1: that was right before Rebecca. I
2: think we were started. talking about us in conversations
0: on oh. dance. I was like, oh, Ohio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Miami, did you perform at Hancher I was guess that's... so. Yeah, probably. That, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. No, we <laughs> okay. did. We did Don Quixote. Oh, cool. Yeah. That was
2: before my time.
1: But, uh, just before. I wish
2: Rebecca. I could have seen that. I don't know what I was doing. You were yeah, a, you're a fetus. Yeah, It was two
1: thousand six.
2: Oh, I would have, I would have been old enough, old enough but, ago, but yeah, maybe sorry to, to, to take tracks. us off um, the rails there. <laughs> but yeah, so I, um, have been doing it for a while, but I also played a bunch of other sports like I did cause I have two older brothers. Um, and so I would play soccer and softball and I did basketball for a little bit and, Um, really tennis I played tennis as well and I was kind of debating do I want to play tennis or do I want to do ballet Mm -hmm. Um, and so about age 11 12 I was like okay I'm gonna stick with just ballet Um, and I had a teacher that came to Iowa that had spent um, two years at SAB actually and so she kind of introduced me to the Balanchine technique and to what SAB was not really what the entire dance world was because mm-hmm. I had absolutely no idea that you could make a career out of it. Right. And I didn't really grow up watching ballet videos. Like I didn't really know much about the dance world at all. Um, and so after that, um, she... She pretty much trained me for the next several years before I started to audition, and then ended up going to SAB.
1: So it was a clear shot to SAB. It was like you had this this uh, great influence in your life who mm-hmm. thought that that was the path for you, and you that's what you ended up mm-hmm. taking.
2: I went to Chautauqua this summer for before when I was thirteen, and then at fourteen I went to SAB, um, and then I just fell in love with that type of dancing I yeah. guess because I was classically trained growing up we actually did the ABT curriculum uh-huh. um and so she would do privates with me doing the Balanchine technique right. um so that I would be more ready for the auditions be by and, the... yeah and also just more versatile mm-hmm. um as an artist and our studio was really small like it was pretty much just me and maybe five other girls or so in class so it was pretty tiny um and yeah so then I ended up going to SAV summer course and wait for the year. So I find that so interesting because I think that the, um,
0: intricacies of the balancing technique can sometimes be, you find it a little bit more when you're older. So you found it at a young age and you were aware enough to be like, I should be taking classes and taking privates just on this. Mm -hmm. Um, what was it that drew you to that style and dancing?
2: I think it was the movement, like quality of movement. I think that when we would do variations that were Balanchine variations and when I would be in class doing that sort of that type of technique I felt almost more in a trance which sounds kind of weird but I feel like when I was doing another type of dance variations or other more classical um, technique I just felt like I was doing the steps and I Mm -hmm. wasn't really as much of an artist and maybe it was just because I was older when I started to Mm -hmm. do Balanchine technique um, and learn that way but I think it was, it was the movement. And because I'm, I feel like my upper body is what I like to work on the most, like Mm -hmm. my artistry and stuff is just what I feel more when I dance certain Mm -hmm. steps. And when I do things, um, that's what I kind of pay attention to first before my feet, which isn't always a good thing. But, um, (laughs) and so I think that his, his, um, technique and his variations allowed me to do that and mm-hmm. sort of expand that. Um, and I think too, me coming to the summer course and seeing New York city ballet and having not seen any ballet company ever before, really, um, it, I was blown away. I was like, yeah. Whoa. Like I want to be here. This is amazing. Yeah. And just being in New York city, being in a city c- as opposed to, Iowa yeah. <laughs> the opposite, yeah. so
1: so what was your path then to uh getting an apprenticeship at New York City Ballet? Did you feel like you were on a track with at the school? Had you been given any indication while you were there, or uh how did that play out for you?
2: Um, so I was at the school for two and a half years, um, and when I first got there i I remember being so insecure because I was like, "Why am I here, and this doesn't make sense, like nobody else. Um, or everyone else is so much better than me. Um, and I was like, I can't believe I'm here. And it was mm-hmm. more of a shock. Like, okay, I guess I'll just, you know, do what I can and try and get better and try to improve. And I don't f- I mind saying this, but, like, I felt like there weren't many teachers on my side from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that sometimes people come in and whether a teacher auditioned them they kind of have this sure. mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and i don't want to say favoritism because it's not like they don't it's not like they choose favorites and don't pay attention to other people but i think just i felt like i didn't have as much support from mm-hmm. right you know and and coming in and not really knowing any of the other girls there um and so I really my C1 year felt very like insecure but then I ended up doing workshop um as in C1 I did Faust um Susie had I think it was three of us from the C1 class which usually doesn't happen they usually just use C2 and D girls um and so I was able to do that and I was sort of like okay maybe maybe I'm okay uh-huh. you know you like, maybe principal? I'm good enough to dance no no oh. just the just the, core, the, the course right. um, where I was like all right yeah maybe this is okay um right. and I remember Darcy just always being very encouraging mm-hmm. of me and she it was her classes that I would look forward to the most um every week and she I feel like continued to support me throughout this mm-hmm. she was sort of the one that I really I guess liked like she was the one that I really fell in love with mm-hmm. her teaching and and felt that support so then um C2 year, I had gone to uh, after my C2 year, I'm trying to think. I guess for workshop, I like learned Swan Lake, and it was the year they did um, like Serenade Mm -hmm. and Western, and there was a lot. And so, it was fun to do all of those ballets and to be chosen to learn Swan Lake. I didn't end up doing it, but um, just to be like a second cast Mm -hmm. kind of thing, um, Mm -hmm. I was sort of once again building the confidence, right? Um, and then that summer I went to Boston ballet summer course and that was when I met Margaret Tracy. And I think that that summer like completely transformed my dancing mm-hmm. and I owe a lot to Margaret actually. And to um all the other teachers there because, and I think just dancing all day long there, um, it really built my confidence up. And I think that that had a lot to do with my improvement. And I remember coming back after that summer and Susie being like, what happened to you? Like, where did yeah. you go? Um, She was like, How did this happen over summer? And so I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, but I mean, I never had any inclination that I would get into New York City Ballet. I was always like this probably won't happen. Um, like I'm maybe Boston after the summer, I was like, I'll audition for Boston. Yeah. And I had everything ready, um, like my resume, I had photos and everything. And then the day before the first audition, um, I get pulled out of class. It was a Friday. I get pulled out of class by Kay Mazo's assistant. And she gives me a sticky note and she's like, here's a number. Peter's assistant wants you to call her. And I was like, what? Like, why? And this was the first week back after winter break or something. Uh Um, And we'd only had Peter, I think, once for class before. Um, And so I called called um, Debbie and she was like, "Yeah, do you have any time today to come over to the theater? Peter wants to see you." Um, and once again, I mean, getting an apprenticeship did not cross my mind. I was like, maybe they want me to do some sort of lectum thing. I don't know. Yeah. Like maybe there's something that's going on. Uh-huh. Um, and so I, I go over there in between class and PA class, um, between technique and PA, and then he mm-hmm. brings me into his office, and I sit down, and he's like, uh, "You know why you're here?" And I was like, no, sure I don't. don't. I was like, you tell like me
1: like yeah. Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: It's like, uh and obviously I was so nervous, I like couldn't even speak. Um and then oh, I bet. he and he was like, So you're gonna be doing Symphony and C as your first ballet, you'll be doing fourth movement in a week. And I was like, <sighs> what the <laughs> like what is this so he didn't even never said like, um, you're getting an apprenticeship, but, like, you know getting an apprenticeship the entire mm-hmm. meeting and I remember playing that back and being like
0: hmm is that what's what <laughs> sort that of
2: happened? weird yeah. but um yeah and he was like so Sunday will be your first rehearsal day and then you'll go from there sort of a thing um and sure. he was like welcome and huh? I was like wow okay and oh then uh I was like all right gotta get back to pot class but um <laughs> so I yeah so I ended up it was Tuesday, two, two days, and then I started with the company um and it was such a shock, and everything just happened so quickly. Mm-hmm. so um, what does that mean for school then
0: so you st- you're just like done with the school, you stop going yeah. to classes after two I days, you're just like this yeah. is over now, yeah, okay,
2: completely what um, month was that was it like January yeah, wow, it was yeah january and it was it was crazy because I mean I was in a completely different mindset. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, okay, what auditions do I want to do sure, sure. where do I want to go um what's going to happen if I don't then it's like okay workshop such a big deal when you're in the Mm -hmm. school you're like okay I want to have a good part in workshop you know sort of like that's what's on your mind and then to all of a sudden have this thrown at you and then it was like to perform I mean I remember standing on the stage like a week later and just being like what What? is my life like how is this even possible right now um and Yeah. And it was only me, too, from my class. And so it felt very personal, which was Mm -hmm. special. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, went from there. And then Midsummer happened four months later. And I was like, (laughs) That was our next question. (laughs) So how did that come about? You were
0: handpicked by Peter to do Titania in Balanchine's Midsummer. What was that like for you?
2: I remember walking down the street walking down broadway and i get a text from one of my friends saying oh congratulations congratulations and i was like about what um and they were like look at the schedule and i looked at the schedule and it had my name um it said miller and jansen um with sally for midsummer Mm -hmm. and i was just like what does that even mean See, that's, yeah I, I remember being like i don't even know the ballet i uh-huh, was like i've right. never seen midsummer i don't know what part this would be i love be. that secret mm-hmm. the um, way that rehearsal schedules are sometimes it it's like wait wait, wait who does
0: this that happened
1: yeah I didn't mern say that too that it's just like swan lake merns and she was like what i could be doing anything yeah yeah like core like, or whatever yeah. yeah. that's yeah. what i was
2: like maybe the <clears throat> lovers maybe mm-hmm. yeah like i had no idea no clue Could even be divert you yeah anything. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> funny. um so yeah and then I had my first rehearsal and Sally was just the best to work with um because she cares so much about artistry and about playing as Heather would say playing the scene and and telling a story mm-hmm. and I mean that's what's so important in that ballet and I think too especially being young I didn't feel like my like the pressure of being a Perfect technician and having every step look immaculate, you know, mm-hmm. like that wasn't really my main focus because I mean, I did the best I could dancing wise. I mean, I barely had any performance um, like experience, experience. Um, and so I think it was nice to have Sally to really teach me how to act and how because I'd never really done Sorry. that either. And so to learn how to act and how to um, mime on right, stage, the opening mime, yeah, like and it. just inner interact with other people on the stage and yeah and so and I remember her just sitting at the front and I can just picture her doing Titania's like facial expressions and everything and and her just sitting at the front doing all of that and just being in awe of her mm-hmm. um yeah and so it was really special especially because she's not here anymore to have that experience working with her um uh yeah so it was a special <laughs> it's so
0: interesting because I think as I mean, it's true. As students, we spend so much time on technique, technique, technique. And then mm-hmm. suddenly you're thrown into this realm of like, I have to play a character. I have to develop a role. I have to act I have to do all this stuff. Like, I'm sh- and that's when coaching is so important. And I'm sure yeah. those are sto- like things you've learned that you'll carry with you your whole career. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Did she, um, did, did you have indication from the beginning that you were going to perform it? You, you were going into the rehearsals knowing that. This was gonna happen.
2: Um, no, <laughs> just like typical City Valley. Yeah. Too, I feel like you never know, never until know. The casting comes out two weeks before. Mm-hmm. Um, they never tell you. You have no idea. Um, I, I really, I thought, like, oh, maybe it just gives me something to work on. You right. know, maybe they just want to see my potential, or they just want to. Um, I don't know. Peter just wanted to give me some opportunity mm-hmm. to work on something. Um, I mean, because, but the only thing is, I think, because Maria did maria do it that year i don't think or maybe she did she did but Mm -hmm. i think that um either way it was like maria sarah and tess and Mm -hmm. so it was the three of them and i was like they already have three casts like i don't know (laughs) they don't don't need me yeah (laughs) um and i didn't really know how things worked either Mm -hmm. being so fresh um and so i really didn't know and also just my own denial of like there's no way this is gonna happen like this can't happen to me so and then that casting came out but then the day before my performance russell's um back went out or he had an injury and so then i was thrown into doing it with ask actually the day before For first show. Um, and so i had one rehearsal with him on stage and then did you the did a show with him <laughs> yeah That's crazy. Um, which was also a flip you know something else thrown at you but that's just how it goes. That's the experience.
0: It's so funny when I hear these stories, that gives me such extreme anxiety. But I think like you guys just like, look, you're just starting your career like that. You're like, this is how it works. Okay. And then you yeah. just get really used to being flexible and able to just yeah. adjust. And depth. I think
2: too, being so young at the time, you sort of don't even, it's almost like I felt more brave than I do mm-hmm. now. I don't know. It's like, I feel like, things didn't maybe affect me as much. I didn't think about it as much as internally and you just kind of did it. And that's just how it went. And I feel like now maybe I tend to overthink things a little more Uh, than I used to. Um, but, and also because it was so new, I was just like, all right, we're going here and doing this. I didn't really know who asked what, like, I didn't know him. I didn't know Russell really. I didn't Mm -hmm. really know anyone. Um, and so, yeah and i, have, I had sally's support and that was there you i don't know and then peter was also so great in rehearsals mm-hmm. and supportive that it gave me sort of a boost of confidence going into it so yeah I mean, we talk about that all the time when you're young it's just like
0: okay i'm gonna do this now yeah. and then like a few years later like
2: what am uh, i doing like it was yeah. so easy when you're young and then it gets harder i miss them <laughs> i yeah, i guess it's
0: just like um more being more aware of what's going on and yeah. like how important that's the thing too we we talk about too is once you start to and that's a transition into what we wanted to talk about with you is you start to realize who did it before you and the history of the ballet and how important it is like the first time i did square dance i was like hey this is fun this is a cool ballet great and then like later i was like wait what like five years yeah. later i was like this is terrifying this yeah. scares me so talking about the people that come ahead of you so the next
1: yeah major break that you had was doing agon which Mm -hmm. is a very different role from titania but has all these varied iconic performers um that preceded you you have uh allegra kent suzanne farrell wendy whalen Mm -hmm. you know all these great icons of dance Mm -hmm. and then you know how old were you when you did it I was 19, 19 (laughs) 19 year old Miriam coming right after. (laughs) So, so what was (laughs) that that experience like for you? I
2: definitely felt pressure doing that. Mm. I must say, I think because one, it's so exposing. Mm. I mean, it's like, you're dressed in a leotard. Um, it's very, I mean, you can see your technique and your extension and everything. Um, and then also having yeah the history i went to the i would go to the video room Mm -hmm. um i read up on um the history of it and just reading all of that i think made me more nervous actually like i i don't know if it would have been better to see it after or like Mm -hmm. read about it or learn about it afterwards but i mean i think it helped knowing like the intentions behind the steps and stuff and, and having that but uh yeah, it was definitely a really nerv- and I that was the same thing with the schedule that came out. It just had your name and Agon and and then Claire K was also learning it and um that was it. And we walk in the room and they don't even say like you're doing the potata. De they just start teaching you're us dead. the opening. Uh-huh. Oh. So it wasn't even the Potida. De yeah, were it was like, just could be any of these the girls. opening. <laughs> yeah, and I was like I this could be any of uh-huh. us. And so they didn't say it the entire rehearsal and I remember just <laughs> thinking like what am i like what is this what are we doing here you know like what is this and they still never said it until i saw my name because i was too nervous to be like what are we doing yeah and yeah. so i just saw that her next rehearsal was with a partner uh-huh. and then it was like okay whoa yeah all right like how is this real either um but yeah and this was the one where maria was gone and i think that that's the reason having her baby and that sort of I mean, I think I was definitely too young and not ready to do it at the age of 19, but Peter likes to do that, and he likes to throw you into things, and they needed another girl to do it, and for some reason, he had me do it, and I ended up performing it with Amar, and we had two shows, and I learned it from Dick, which was um, really cool because it was also one of the last ballets he did before he retired from um by mastering and so he was also someone who really supported me and to have him teach me that and he had the notes written down like all the counts and he emailed me all the counts oh, so wow. that I had them all listed. and I still referred to them last time mm-hmm. I did it I was the say spring you saved season. That forever yeah who knows you'll be sending it something. I know it's crazy <laughs> yeah. but I um yeah so that was another one where I didn't really realize it was happening until after the fact where mm-hmm. I was like okay, I can't believe I just did that. And it was, I think, the most fun i had had on stage. And I remember coming off just being like, whoa, that was really thrilling. Mm-hmm. Like I've never, I hadn't really done, I think, any black and whites either. So having that and- you To be know, your first black and white. <laughs> that's that's uh, awesome. It was like a whole new experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely different from Titania. Um, and so coming back to that, this past spring season, I did it with Tyler Angle. And it's it's really cool to see- like your improvements I guess in two years or just how how different it feels Mm -hmm. in two years later you know and and going into it I felt much more confident and I think that that helped a lot and having much more stage experience again um, helped a lot and yeah and that's another one where it's like I'll remember those initial um, rehearsals you know for the rest of my life and I know it's crazy to (laughs) to think too that there's only like what, four, three of us in the company that do that Mm -hmm. now, that part of the you know, and Mm -hmm. it goes a lot and it's so iconic and Mm -hmm. it's just unreal feeling. (laughs)
0: So while you're doing these principal roles, you're still continuing your work as a core member. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's also giving you a lot of that stage experience you're Mm -hmm. talking about. But how do you balance that kind of taking care of those parts of your career and also feeling prepared and ready for your principal roles and also with your body? I mean, that's a lot
2: demand on Mm -hmm. your body. I think that it definitely helps doing core roles at the same time as doing a principal role um, because it does keep you on stage and it's, it's kind of scary to not be on stage for a week and Mm -hmm. then have to do something like that. I would think so. Yeah. And I remember I did that for midsummer, I think two years ago when I wasn't doing the core section. Mm -hmm. And so I had a whole week of nothing and I was like, this isn't like, I don't like doing this because I don't like just going out there and, not having been on stage for a long time. Um, but no, so I I like being able to do that. And it actually, I don't know, I feel like I like to rehearse all day. And mm-hmm. so I like having that. And I like having a number of rehearsals and then going to do the principal role. And it's sort of nice to be able to work on something because yeah. sometimes when you're in the core, you you don't really get personal corrections. Mm-hmm. And so you're just kind of worrying about the steps and the lines and all of that. Mm-hmm. And to not really have the, focus on you as a dancer and you as an individual and so I feel very lucky to have the one-on-one time you know in the studio with mm-hmm. a ballet master who gives you those tips and helps you learn that about yourself and helps you grow as a dancer um, and I mean regarding my body I think knock on wood but I've been really lucky with injuries and I haven't and I think I I, don't know, I do a lot of Pilates and gyro mm-hmm. um and just to maintain. And I try to keep up with that and with rolling out. And I think that it makes a difference. <laughs> we have a big wood table. There yeah. Right <laughs> That's good.
0: That's really important. Cause sometimes it takes dancers until they get injured to realize they have to do yeah. all that cross training, And then mm-hmm. it's not necessarily yeah. too late, but it's like
2: if they you had done it originally, right. So
0: it's really good. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going with yeah. that. That's great.
2: <laughs> yeah. At least I, you find, I think what works for you and what makes your body feel its best. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And you learn how to eat the right things for the day you have, you know, and just mm-hmm. to not tire yourself out or, yeah. And so I think, I don't know, I definitely enjoy doing core roles at the same mm-hmm. time. Prefer that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, one featured role you are doing, or you have been dancing recently, um, is a little different from these past 250 50 year old plus <laughs> iconic mm-hmm. roles. And that is, uh, the central potata of, of, um, Justin Peck's Pulcinella Variations. Mm-hmm. So love that. What, was, <laughs> I love that what was that like working on it with the creator? Well,
2: for one, I remember seeing coming in the studio and that first cast, and I'm sure you guys saw it, but it's all like principal dancers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first cast. And I was like, Crazy. I remember just watching them do it being like, this is a stellar cast. Like yeah. this is insane. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, why am I in the studio? Like this is <laughs> around. Um, And and also, yeah, and being able to partner with Russell. Um, but I was—it was kind of an intimidating room to be in. But I really like being in the room with Justin as he's choreographing his ballets mm-hmm. because it's really cool to see that process. And also, his choreography is so difficult to pick up when you're not in the room picking it up when he's teaching it. That's uh-huh, true. Because otherwise, it's at least for me, the coordination does not come naturally, and things are quick and. Um, it's, it's a lot easier to pick it up when you're in the room. And so, no, but I was also, I did Most Incredible Thing that he choreographed in Scherzo. And being in this, I've had a couple opportunities to be in the room when he's choreographing. And it's, and he's one of the few choreographers that I've actually been in a room when they're making a new work. And um, yeah, I mean, it's really a cool, it's a neat experience. And just to see how he would come in every every day pretty much with an idea in his head and he knew what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I think he really tuned to the dancers that he was choreographing on and everyone, you know, looks their best in this ballet, I mm-hmm. think. And ev- and he really um, made each section fit the dancer that he chose right. for that section right. and the steps that he chose. And, but it's also challenging at the same time, you know, like it gives people things to work on and yeah, it's a, and I, I like that it's more classical he always calls it his classical ballet but um no it was I love that ballet and for every time I've performed it um I just remember always coming off the stage and looking at Russell and us just being like that was so fun you know and we always kind of think of a theme before going out there like more mysterious or um majestic. There's always something, you know, because it's such a like serene potted de and it kind of starts off the divertissements. Um so yeah, it was, so good exp- it was a really good experience.
0: So in the midst of all of this balancing mm-hmm. core life and some principal parts, you're also continuing uh, to go to school through Fordham University part-time. So why is this Im- important to you to pursue your higher education?
2: Um I think first and foremost to set myself up for the future Mm -hmm. is what I would say and I think that if I hadn't started right after high school it might have been hard to get the ball rolling and keep it going Mm -hmm. and so I think after ballet I want to have something else to do whether that's i mean i have no clue now but you've um, got time yeah i have a lot of time (laughs) to think about it but it's it's mostly just so that i'm set up and also i like having something else to focus on um it's nice to get pulled out of the ballet world for a little bit. Um, that's almost how I feel coming to Vail. You know, you're kind of out of your company, your company, and Mm -hmm. I'm out of New York city ballet and I get to just be around other artists. And it's almost humbling to be around all these amazing artists that, you know, have their own lives and have, um, like such incredible talent and artistry. And to get to see them like watching lines, you know, last night I was Mm -hmm. like, well this is completely different from anything I have ever done and it's really neat to see that but regarding school going just having something else and being in a classroom with other students my age you know people that are sort of it just normalizes my life a little bit I think and and yeah I like to on my downtime I mean I like to read and to have Good. you know articles given to me to read or like bookstore it gives <laughs> sure. me something purpose to do for and you. yeah um how many sorry how many classes
0: do you like go i'm surprised you like go and sit in classes
2: yeah i well how i usually take two a semester i started off with just one but i started to take two um whether one is i usually will do one online and one in class okay. so either monday night from six to eight 45 Oof. Wow. which I started to not like <laughs> because that's your one day, day off. Yeah. And then to kind of have to do that at night on your one day off is a bit yeah. consuming. Yeah. Um, and it's also a really long time mm-hmm. to focus. Okay. And sometimes I'm really mentally tired on Mondays. And so I just, just want to chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that or in the morning before class. So this actually, this fall semester, I think I'm doing a Tuesday, Friday and it's from, um, like 8 to 9 30 i think so and then we have class at 10 30 so i'll do that wow. twice a week and then an online class and then dance all day and perform at night and then
1: <laughs> well, the, was, the wow Tuesday, yeah we'll, we'll be okay because you can make yourself get up Tuesday, early after yeah. your day off but friday it is the friday friday's yeah. gonna be hard
2: <laughs> yeah i i haven't i've only done one morning class before mm-hmm. um and I kind of had that feeling. Sort of like, do I want to get up at nine in the morning? <laughs> but it was sort of the only time available for the class mm-hmm. that I needed. Yeah. Um, because I'm still just finishing up my core curriculum. Mm-hmm. So good for you. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. I wish I had done that. <laughs> not really. <laughs>
0: <You> <laughs> I could never that. have done no. that. No.
1: Okay. Nope. 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 Nope.
0: But here we are podcasting.
1: Dreams come true. Um uh, oh. <laughs> So let's go back and talk about the festival a little bit, Mm -hmm. Bale Dance Festival. Uh, This is your second
2: Second year. So uh,
1: Mm -hmm. what initially brought you to the festival? How did that come about?
2: Um, Damien reached out, Mm -hmm. I think via Facebook Messenger. (laughs) He (laughs) messaged me and asked me if I wanted to join the festival. Mm -hmm. Um, And he said I would be doing Lauren's new piece, um, Midsummer Donkey Paw, and then Fancy Free. And so... I mean, I was like, of course. And this was also my first gig, um, Uh, you know, since joining the company. And so it was my first summer gig to have. And I mean, I've heard such great things about Vail and about Damien and Heather and um, seeing all my fellow colleagues' experiences there. um, I mean, I was uh, super excited. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and just to come to Colorado because I love being in the mountains and being in the nature. Yeah, Yeah uh yeah but then that's how i have and then we just stay connected through email until Mm -hmm. we got here
1: what are some of the things that make the Mm -hmm. festival special to you
2: um i would say i've mentioned this already but just being surrounded by other artists from other companies um and like all the dancers from abt and um and like this year lines and then having a couple people from royal and just a lot of other people coming Mm -hmm. together and sharing their experiences and getting to live with them. Like last year I roomed with Devin, Mm -hmm. um, who I didn't know really at all before coming. I just heard of her via ABT, but, um, so getting to like talk to her and hang out with her and get to know her. And so you just meet new people and you all share something that you love, you know, Mm -hmm. and also just getting to dance outside On the stage in this ginormous amphitheater surrounded by, yeah, beauty.
1: (laughs) Do you think that their influence um, affects you more personally or does it find its way into your uh, artistic output as well?
2: I think both, definitely. Uh. Yeah. I think it it makes me more grounded, maybe having meeting all these new people and just kind of brings me out of my like consuming New York life. And um, so coming. So coming here does affect me personally but also I think I, I try to bring it into the company you know and try when I am in New York to not focus so much on little things too and and just like think about you know the tips that you're given when you're here because Heather has such great things to say as is right. Damien as is Margaret and mm-hmm. Russell all of them have such good tips that um it's it's hard not to forget them you know and yeah I think it's it's, it's, like really paradise, yeah. it's like a coaching paradise. It's really right? crazy. Yeah. And just supportive. I mean, even being in New York and knowing that they're there, yeah. if you want them to um, be there for you, they will be there. And they're so gen- generous. Um, And yeah, I thank them a lot for even, you know, allowing this yeah. opportunity because I feel yeah. very special to be one of a few you know from city ballet coming yeah. and so and it is nice yeah. to have those people to be able to make it a little more comfortable yeah. when yeah. you first get here you know of like course. unity was here and her boyfriend mm-hmm. cameron were here and so it was nice to have them too, to just kind of show me the ways show you the ropes you here. and they treat you so well here yeah mm. everything's organized yeah. and laid out for you. So <laughs> it's a good experience. So tell us what you're dancing this year at the festival. So this year at the festival I'm dancing Merce Cunningham um piece scenario. And then I'm also dancing Lauren's new ballet again. So that's a yeah. cool
0: one. We were talking to her about it last night. We'll have to have her on the podcast to hear more. But can Lauren, you tell us the Lauren mm-hmm. yeah, Lauren's
2: piece. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. It's very humorous. Mm-hmm. Um it's completely different from last year's piece. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all butterflies. And so it's called Le Papillon, Um, but it's really cute. And so we all kind of have a character and there's so many layers and scenes that happen throughout it. Um, And yeah, there's little nuances that just are very humorous and it's, it's funny because we notice today in rehearsal, I mean, we get so invested in each other and playing. It's almost like we have an inside joke when we're on stage. Mm-hmm. Like we're not I don't really feel like I'm performing for an audience. I feel like I'm just having fun with my friends, you know, and like Love we're that. just dancing around mm-hmm. with each other. Um and it doesn't feel like a ballet, you know, and none of the rehearsals have felt like work at all. You come in and it's such a positive vibe and um also just fun choreography and you're just <laughs> All I can say is it's just really fun. We're so excited to see it. That'll yeah. Be great. yeah, yeah. She she's really really positive energy and one of the best people to work yeah. with. Um, yeah, she seems
0: that way. I would imagine like, and she's very
2: open to other um, opinions too. Like if you, she she wants our help if we have anything to say. And I think because she puts intentions behind every step, and every step makes sense, it sort of allows us to become a character or make it more believable you know or make her ballet more real um and she's really good at making sure we know the intent behind everything and I think that's something you know Balanchine always did and sometimes I mean that gets lost or it's hard to always know a story behind every ballet especially when you're not doing story ballets but um with her to have that has helped a lot with the experience so
1: so even though you've accomplished quite a lot at this point. Still very, It is still very early on in your career. So what, uh, looking forward into the future, do you think are some of your major goals?
2: Um, definitely just expanding my artistry. I think that, I mean, just growing as a dancer and I think like we were talking about, like just being in the core allows you to kind of work on that without the pressure. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, not everyone, not all eyes are on you and you Mm -hmm. don't feel like you have to be perfect. And you can kind of work on that artistry and work on your technique and work on certain things with every performance. You know, if you do a ballet four times, you can think about something new each time you do it. Mm -hmm. And um, that would hopefully lead to a promotion. <laughs> I mean, if everyone sure. wants to be promoted, but sure. no, I mean, definitely being principal dancer with the New York city ballet is a huge goal of mine. And I hope for that sometime in my career. Um, and just continuing to do these classics, you know, Valentine's ballets, because that's what I enjoy the most. And that's what makes me the happiest and makes me the most comfortable on stage and getting to do that as much as I can. Um, like I'm excited to do *Serenade* in, uh, Copenhagen this summer and it'll be my first time doing that ballet it's such a classic. And, um, so I'm excited to conquer some of those, but I yeah. mean, regarding roles, I think that to be, I mean, it was so funny. Agon used to be my number one dream role and the fact that it happened so early on, you know, I always said it was such a feat to be able to accomplish that. Like, uh-huh. cause I would watch Maria do it and be like, Whoa, you know, like this is incredible. She um has mastered this and it looks, you know, like nothing I've ever seen before. But um now I would say definitely diamonds would be a top. Mm-hmm. Um and I think getting through a. Uh, full-length ballet like Swan Lake would be a top as well mm-hmm. but then it's like there's Mozartiana and chaconne and so, so many so beautiful You were coming beautiful for ballets. Suzanne's rep. I know. <laughs> You're all the
1: Suzanne parts.
2: <laughs> I think it's just yeah I don't know. No, it's right for you. Yeah, fine. yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. Your,
1: your length and um you know you like what you were talking about that the movement quality is what inspired you from the beginning I think that makes total sense for feral roles. Yeah, girl. So, let's let's go into our final bit of the interview, which is our lightning round. So, we just ask you a couple of short questions okay. and you answer the f- the first thing, You're good.
0: First You're thing good. that comes to
2: mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, favorite on-stage memory so far. I would have to say the first performance of Agon. Absolutely.
1: Biggest <sighs> dance
2: idol? Um, Darcy Kissler. <laughs>
0: uh, Dreamroll. Well, we you kind of already that. covered yeah, it. it. Yeah. Diamonds, one. okay. So, dream partner then.
2: Uh, Russell Jensen awesome. He's the best. He's the nicest. Aww.
1: Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for Thank joining us. Yeah,
2: it, it was so, so fun. Your, fun. Enjoy
1: your midnight rehearsal. Oh
2: yeah, <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait.
0: <laughs> Thank you for tuning in this week. If you have not already, we invite you to subscribe to Conversations on Dance Now wherever you get your podcasts. By subscribing, you will get a notification every Monday when a new episode goes live. This way, you won't miss a moment of the COD action. And if you like what you heard today, we invite you to rate us and review us on iTunes. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week.
2: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.